Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in to Players Only with Chiefs Radio Network color analyst Danon Hughes. Nice slant route. This is a business decision. You know you're going to take a lump. And former linebacker Sean Barber. There's a thing called street justice. You take care of yours. Yeah. You take care of your family, take care of your chicken, take care of your money. <laughs> On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. What's going on, everybody in the Chiefs kingdom? We are back, players only, after a week off for Thanksgiving. We are back in the building. Hope everyone had a happy and blessed Thanksgiving holiday, as well as a Chiefs bye week. As we come to you each and every week on Thursday night, 6 to 7, Sean Barber, former linebacker with the Kansas City Chiefs, who is on a potty break right now. Timing of linebackers. Julio. Doesn't make any sense. He just continues to give me more ammunition on him on purpose, I think, at this point. He's just trying to keep me on his toes. But Barbershop is in the building. He's taking a potty break. And I am Danon Hughes, former wide receiver with the Kansas City Chiefs. And Players Only is brought to you each and every week by U.S. Bank. Whatever your passion, U.S. Bank can help turn it into your next pursuit. We have the Jay Southland Toast Service text line open, 913-576-7610. Please make sure you call in, text in. We will be fielding as many calls and text messages as possible. We get a lot of traffic each and every week, and we love it. We love to hear from the fans, especially without having a game last week. There's really not much to recap. We'll talk a little bit about the Cowboys game, the fourth win for this Chiefs team in a row. But I'm kind of feeling like we may go to the text line and the phone line, not just in the third quarter as we do every week, but maybe a little bit into the second quarter as well. I've been feeling a little bad that we haven't been able to tackle each and every text or phone call over the past weeks. That can be a good problem, but I want to hear from the fans in the Chiefs' kingdom. We got a lot to celebrate. We got a lot to be thankful for after this Thanksgiving holiday, after this bye with four straight wins under our belt atop the AFC West with two consecutive home games coming up and three consecutive AFC West opponents in the next three games. So a lot to chop up once Barbershop gets off the potty and we can talk about it. But before he gets in here, let's recap the Cowboys game. Uh, My perspective of that Cowboys win. It was a great win for the Chiefs. One, sometimes teams get into a lull before a bye week. Uh, Guys are looking forward to the extended break that they hadn't had since early July. And 
you can fall by the wayside. And I give credit to Andy Reid, Steve Spagnolo, Eric Bieniemy, uh, Dave Tobe for getting these players' minds right and focused, especially over that four-week stretch. The fact that they took on teams in the NFL, we've seen the Jacksonville Jaguars stumble, stumble into wins. We've seen the Jets stumble into wins. We've seen even the Detroit Lions stumble into a tie and probably should have had two or three wins as well. It does not matter how bad your record is. It does not ba- matter where you are in regards to youth at the quarterback position, the most important position in all of sports. Each and every week on any given Sunday, anything can happen. And I detest the fans or so-called fans or the detractors that negated wins against the Giants, wins against the Raiders, wins against an Aaron Rodgers-less Packers team, and made it seem like we were playing the Sisters of the Poor or uh, a Division II college football team. We played another NFL team each and every week, and we got four straight wins, and we are significantly better than we were in the beginning of the season. Wins are precious at the NFL level, and the Chiefs stepped up on prime time and got it done. We got Barbershop back in the building. Um, Hopefully you washed your hands, did everything. You got a napkin in front of them. The napkin in front of you doesn't really help. It's wet. Just to let you know, if the the napkin is with you. With soap. I just didn't throw it in the trash because I use it to open the doorknob after I finish. I'm, man, listen, I'm COVID-friendly, bro. Thanks for, thanks for joining us five minutes late. We appreciate you. Julio, you know, Julio's got more patience than me. You know, I'm used to defensive guys being late. I've been here since 425, going back and forth, trying to Rafiki, um, my man C-Dot, and give him some insight. So, excuse me, I didn't take a, a, you know, a break in between. I'm hydrated. I stay hydrated. I want to keep my immune system high, so I stay hydrated. So, yes, I had to go, you know. I want to hear from the text line. How many people out there besides me and Julio are disappointed in Barbershop not being on time for this show? I was two the hours. The Southland Tow Service text line, 913-576-7610. Callers, texters, you know if I was late, Barbershop would take the whole first segment <laughs> and part of the second segment to, to skewer me. On the airwaves, but I want to hear from the fans. Not true. Not true. You talked, man, I just listened to the show last week, the last show we had, and you had me stumbling through the first segment (laughs) because you questioned my (laughs) offensibility. Call me a special teams guy. You took that as as a negative, and that's what you don't know the heart. You don't know me. Like we don't have no trust between me and you. I can tell that right now because no, we don't. Because I trusted you be here at five fifty nine. In my heart. If you understood me and my path, you realize special teams to me are the most courageous warriors there are. That's the that's the phase that are is underappreciated. Julio, get my violin. Not valued. I was a part. I'm a four phase special teams player. I played as many snaps as special team. I didn't own the like like I have a passion in my heart for guys to go out there and play. That's play. not the tone you said it. Tip of the that's spear. That's not the tone he said it in. Julio, he's trying to clean it up. He Tip had a good Thanksgiving. We got another win since then. He got some turkey. He got some some collard greens and some dressing in him, and he's feeling more thankful than he was before the Thanksgiving holiday. That's what it is. AFC Player of the Month, special teams. Tommy That's Townsend. Tommy Townsend, man. We, we, TNT. We pre-called that. We let him know the importance of special teams. He went out there and did his thing. 
Everybody heard what we was talking about, man. We got the text line open. I'm going to tackle this one right now. I'm with Shop. Exactly. For the, for the 816. That 913-913. I'm not disappointed with Sean Barber. I pre, you know what? Because in the world, they've been, these are P1. These are, these are, these are priority listeners who've been with us probably on the drive since they got off their hard week. Their the reason hard. why you were late, because you texted a few cats to say, text in, <laughs> text in and, and, and support me, please. Nah, man. I'll buy you lunch. That's what you did? The uh, eye in the sky when it comes to football don't lie. And the text line don't lie. The text line called me a snitch. Oh, mm. so <laughs> that's a personal thing. Hey, I I'm a snitch on a defensive guy every day of the week See? and twice on Sunday. I, don't, I still don't understand why you got this, this, this. You draw this line in the sand against offense and defense. We're all the same, man. We all pl- we play for the same team. We have played for the same team under different coaches, but man, it's different. You know it's different. Don't even try it. You trying to play? You trying to play like the the middle of the line right now? Good cop, bad cop. No. You know, doggone well now, whether you're on the same right. team or not. So let's defensive guys are different than offensive let's guys. Let's be real. Did you have you played any significant amount of defense? Significant amount? Yes. Like growing up, were you? Oh, yeah. all, were you always an offensive player, or did you play? No, some, okay. I played both ways. Played safety, linebacker. Okay, so and, and so at, cer- at certain certain, and point, then I smartened you made up. De- you made a decision. Yeah, right? I smartened up. You made a decision. I made a smarter move. I, I, I again, I played running back, wide receiver. I played cornerback, corner. So you couldn't catch safety. So you couldn't catch the defense? And then I defense? moved my way down. To, no, man. It was the potential to play. When I was at the University of Richmond, I was the number six wide receiver. Number six? That was your jersey number or on the, on the depth chart? Num- I was the depth chart. <laughs> coming in, I mean, we, I'm a freshman. Coming in as a freshman, I was the sixth wide receiver. I knew I, knew I wasn't going to play in the game. And then when I went into my sophomore year, all the secondary guys graduated, and coach said, "Hey, we got some. We gonna bring some guys in. You already part of the program. If you guys want to step up, you want some playing time. This is the way to find it. Go over there with Coach Hanson and learn how to uh, backpedal, break up, and break plays up. You already know the route tree, so just go over there and be DBs." So I was listening to the show when I was coming in on time or early, and I heard you say on C Dot Show, "What was the defense like? Everybody went out for wide receiver, and then the ones who couldn't catch, what they do?" Yeah, the ones that couldn't catch and had some heart and won't scare. You didn't say all that. No, you <laughs> didn't say all that. <laughs> you didn't say all that. You know what I mean? The let's go, that, let's go back to the tape of C. Dot's show, Carrington Harrison's show that comes on right before us. You didn't say all that. Don't try to embellish now. You said the guys who couldn't catch that went out for wide receiver, where'd they go? Because it was an offensive You didn't driven. say all that. You didn't say all that. High school and college, are off, it's all about offense, putting up points. Everybody, Every coach trying to get to the next level, the next step, using – Programs and stepping stones. Let me put all the greatest athletes on offense. I, I, you know, every once in a while that we'll get a turnover. We ain't worried about who on defense. Every program does that up until you get to the pros. We know that. Well, my 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 ability. Why are you stuttering? My ability <laughs> transcended on both sides of the ball. That's and what so I was given. You didn't say all this. See, I, I was just given, asked a simple I was question. Given, I was given. I just asked option. a simple question. What'd you say? 15, 20 minutes ago when I was sitting in my car, it was before you took your potty break, that what was, did you say to C-Dot about defense? That was a different question. That was a whole different question. That was a subject matter. I'm going to get next on topic. one of the breaks. I'm going to get Julio to pull it up. Next topic. Julio ain't got the code. <laughs> Rob got his stuff on code. You got you to encrypt it. It's an encrypted code he got to pull up anything from the drive. So, All right. So we got before we go into break, we got to at least talk about the Cowboys victory. It seems like it was about five weeks ago it was, since the Chiefs it played. They won their fourth straight. I kind of gave a little bit of a pre-assessment of what I thought 
about that game. I guess we got James from Joplin on the line. We're going to make an exception for you, James, before we yes, ask yes, yes. Barbershop his assessment of this Cowboys win. We're going to go to the, to the phone lines. This is a post-buy, post-Thanksgiving exception. We'd normally wait until the Times Your segment in the third quarter. But, James, what you got? Hey, I appreciate that, Dana. I guarantee you. And, you know, but I do take exception to, you know, you calling out the fans of the Chiefs. It's like, man, we buy merchandise. We we suffer through the heartbreak. We, we do the sweating and the losses and the wins and everything else, man. But who you're calling out should be the ones that are the analysts and stuff, not us. It's like we. How did we I call you the, out? We went to the Super Bowl, dude. Yeah. We won three championship games yep. and everything else. We expected better, dude. And Mahomes himself said, 20-0, and 0, bro. He he built us up. And then you're, you're calling us out for being disappointed mm. because, I mean, you know, look at what happened. We lost to the – I mean, almost lost to the Jets. We won by three points. Come on, to the Jets or the Giants, I mean. It's like, come on, man. And, you know, Rodgers wasn't even in the game. We could have done a lot better in that game, too. I mean, it's it's not, you know, rocket science to figure out that they wasn't doing very good. And yet we're detractors or, or bad fans. I'm no. not a bad fan. I'm just saying what I see is obvious, you know, observations. Yeah, I appreciate the call, James. Appreciate the comments. Mm. I don't know if I dissed the Chiefs fans. Mm. But there, let's let's be real. There are a faction of people that are fair weather that jump on and off the boat. And there's a difference between being disappointed and skewering a team and setting up what well, they they set up a uh, a petition to to bench Pat Mahomes. They you know you're talking about Andy Reid maybe moving on. I mean all this stuff. You go to peaks and valleys. Those are the fans or the followers. I guess I shouldn't call them fans. The followers of football who I am against. If you're with, if you're with them, be with them. If you're against them, be against them. I will always be against the Raiders. I might say a nice thing here or there, but I'm always going to be against the Raiders. If the Chiefs are playing like garbage, which we've seen that during the Todd Haley era, we've seen that when the defense didn't make any stops, in 2003, and oh, my bad, Barbershop, you was on that team. Um, <laughs> you know, we've seen, <laughs> we've seen bad football, even going into the 90s when we couldn't make, uh, when we couldn't win playoff games. Why, why, I'm going to throw myself some shade. I'm just saying, James comes after you, and then you want to throw me, my name in there with what? my 03 my I caught defense. myself. I caught myself. I'm, I'm a proud member of the 2003 defense that led the NFL in turnovers that year. And y'all is allowed. And <laughs> See, I start with the good stuff. There was Turn, a pregnant pause. I was waiting for it. I just let you, I'll let you do it. But okay. I appreciate the call, James. I was not trying to diss the Chiefs' kingdom. I know how strong we are. But let's face it. Let's be real. There are some fair-weather fans, followers, if you want to call them, that just want to jump in and out of the boat and not really ride the waves. Mm. So that's, I, I that's my feeling. I'm going to stick to it. All I think I ask is, guys, stop selling the lower-level tickets. Because when I'm down there and I'm looking around that lower bowl and I see half, the, I mean, we can talk Dallas about that Dallas Cowboys. Game. Yeah, they had it a was, lot of blue. Man, it was if it wasn't half and half, I don't know what it was because every other fan down there looked like they was had a star on their hat. Um, and Pat trying to run the offense, I hit. I'm telling, I'm looking around like, hey, uh, Chiefs fans, you got to quiet down. 
Because the offense at work, and then I look around, it ain't the Chiefs fans, it's the Cowboys fans, and I, it sounded almost as loud as the Chiefs fans. Yeah, it so, was rough. It was it was rough, but listen. At the end of the day, we know. Listen, man. Economics is economics. If somebody's gonna pay you ten times the amount for the same ticket, and that's gonna pay for the whole season, season. yep. It, it's hard to knock a guy for his hustle. So, hey, man, we appreciate y'all. Yep. Hopefully, the next game we can expect that sea of red to be all red. I'm still kicking myself from 2013 not buying Royals tickets before that. 14 and 15 run still kicking myself so i feel for you out there chiefs fans well we are done with the first quarter players only barbershop stay in your seat put your seatbelt on <laughs> don't go nowhere we're going to be back in the second quarter we're going to tackle some more of these text messages as well as calls make sure you get in 913-576-7610 and we're going to leave the time to you uh, to be honest, you know, in high school, all skilled players go out as wide receivers, and then the ones that can't catch get moved over to defense. <laughs> go to defense. I mean, that's just that's the nature of any coach, right? You're not going to take great receivers and make them play defense and let your offense suffer. It's an offensive-driven league all the way through until you get to the pros. This is Players Only with Danon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. And we're back, players only, second quarter. Barbershop is on time. He's in his seat. And I am Danon Hughes. And for you listeners that were out there that listened to the end of the first quarter, you received confirmation of exactly what I shared about Barbershop. That's why he's being conveniently silent right now because he's having egg all over his face. That's all right. You know, we know we know defensive guys. They, you I know. said what I said, Craig. <laughs> okay, I said what the I Friday said. Friday reference. There you go. I like said it. What I said. All right. Each and every week, each and every segment is brought to you by U.S. Bank. Whatever your passion, U.S. Bank can help turn it into your next pursuit. We have the Jay Southland Tow Service text line open and the phone lines open. Nine one three five seven six seven six ten. Before we get to tackle the texts and the calls uh, before we go into the Times Yours segment, the extended Times Yours segment post by Barbershop, I want to talk about the bye week hmm. and specifically your experiences. Now, we remember there was a bye that happened for another team, the New York Giants, um, a favorite of some of my friends back in Jersey. And Odell Beckham Jr., um, Cruz, several of the wide receivers with Timberlands on, jeans, in Miami, on a boat, on a bye week before a playoff game. Did not bode well after that for them and probably since then. What was What's your experience with the bye week? Uh, how did Coach Vermeil and your other coaches handle it? And what's the wildest thing that you did during your, your bye week? Man, well, I'm a pretty straight and narrow, you know, razor-edge, sharp-cut guy, so I kind of just worked out and rest and recovered during the bye week, but I can't account for all my teammates. But uh, well, coach, so, so since you since you are able to hold in your smile while you say that, <laughs> tell us what another teammate did, well, what might, you heard yeah. through the grapevine. I heard through the grapevine, but so first of all, Coach Reed. Coach Reed is a guy that actually respects your time. He always believes you, you need to get away to reset. Every, every, every athlete is asked to give so much focus between those white lines when you're on the field every day, 
Um, from you get to the facility to when you got to go home, he wants you to be laser focused on your job, how to become a better football player to help the team win. To do that week after week after week, he understands it's a grind. So when you have that bye week, he encourages guys to get away, don't watch football, don't think about it, come back with a renewed resilience and a new um, um, new passion for the game. Like come back with a with a with an uber focus of how we're going to finish the year, go to the playoffs, win. Like it's all about um, the next, um, yeah. how we're going to have a better second half than first half. Coach Vermeil was a little bit different. He was a um, he was an advocate of the only way to get better at football is to practice football, and that only happens on the field together, um, three hour long practices. So he utilized every day possible of the bye week. I think we came back after a game. We had our victory Monday, our day off Tuesday. We practiced Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Obviously shorter practices, but I'm still practicing all the way until the end of the week. And then I think he actually had a, you know, a Saturday walkthrough, and then we actually had to kind of, you know, he wanted us to kind of get um, in the rhythm of waking up and kind of getting yourself ready for football on Sunday, even though we didn't play a game because he didn't want us to – um, have to like uh, knock off rust coming back from the bye week. So two different perspectives, two different ways to go about it. Um, obviously, I enjoyed the <laughs> good, good. I enjoyed the getaway. Uh, 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 you know, reflect about you know some things, the rest and recovery over the uh, showing up at the facility every day uh, to do a ten 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 type practice. But um, I got to admit, the fellowship and the camaraderie here in Kansas City with Coach Ramil was at an all time high. We had guys would stick around um, hours after practice was over and playing dominoes and cards and shooting pool, um, doing those things to become a tighter-knit group. And there are times that that does pay off on the field, yeah. that, that extra camaraderie and stuff like that. Um, nowadays, I wouldn't know. I mean, I haven't been in the locker room in, in 20, 20 seasons or so, so um, I would think that mostly players now are very uh, transient. They just – once the practice is over, they shower as quick as possible, and then they're off doing their – um, um, on their esports or on their getting their game taglines going and in, in, in virtual reality and all that kind of stuff. So I, I don't know what guys do now with the bye week. So that's kind of how I took care of my business. Yeah, the bye week was unique for me. I, I obviously only played under one coach with Marty Schoenheimer, and he didn't believe in extended breaks. Very similar to Coach Vermeil, probably the old school mindset, mm-hmm. but a little bit more relaxed, especially after Joe Montana got here. I believe that he and Joe had a sit down at some point because there were some things that guys will tell you about pre-Joe that Marty, how he ran his practices versus post, Mm. even training camp. We had a home run derby during training camp. We had a golf, uh, you know, a target golf type Mm. of deal during training camp to break up the monotony. Those are things that were unheard of for Marty in the late 80s, early 90s, before Joe came in. And Joe kind of said, hey, this is what we're doing in San Francisco. This is kind of what, you know, the coaches did, Seifert did, and so on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just kind of endears itself to, uh, you know, team unity, a more more relaxed environment, giving guys a break, and so on. So we had a home run derby my rookie year that I won. (laughs) And um, I mean, you got drafted by an MLB team. You should win a home run derby versus that is true, especially players. when he put money on the table. He said it was 500 bucks Ooh. for the winner. So then I started stretching, mm. stretching and loosening up. But um, but then for the bye week, 
Marty didn't believe in giving us extended breaks, so he would give us two days off, one day on, one day off, two days on, then two off. So it was like you couldn't really go anywhere. You couldn't really do the Giants thing and go down to Miami Beach or anything like that. I I think I remember several years ago the Cowboys had a bye and Tony Romo and Jason Witten were out with their significant others in Mexico or something Mm. during the season. Like that type of schedule doesn't allow itself to be like that. Um, But I do agree. I think Andy Reid handles it well. And that's kind of the aura around this organization and around this team since Andy took over nine years in. It's always been, you always hear him talk about, I want our players to have their personality. I want them to be them. So when you establish that kind of uh, aura around your team, guys kind of fit in line. Now, there's always going to be the one outlayer here or there that might get in trouble or might push the envelope a little bit. But for the most part, you're going to have the leaders understanding the matter at hand, what they're supposed to do, how they're supposed to do it, how they're supposed to take care of their body, and then most importantly, especially where we are now, how you put yourself in a position as you come upon this game against the Broncos for first place that you are going to put yourself in the best position to be able to present your your production on the field at its best. Yeah. And, and that's what I think in the Chiefs kingdom we got to appreciate is that we have a coach, we have a GM, we have an owner that all are on the same page. You don't hear guys complaining about like a Tom Coughlin, five minutes early is on time, and fining guys for not being early enough. You don't have that. Now, they won Super Bowls, and I get it, but that's, you know, that's not the reason why. That's not the reason why. Yeah. And um, – you have an organization that lends itself to guys. You can you can stand on the sideline and start s- dancing. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can you can rile up the crowd the way you want. You can do your your post touchdown dances and your post sack dances. You can do all that. We're not trying to restrict you from who you are, Travis Kelsey, with his swag on the field. And then when you lean into bye weeks and extended time off, and you'll have a Thursday night game, so then you'll have another week of an extended break and what they're going to be able to do after that. I think we're, we've put ourselves in a position where we're playing as good a football as we, we have played all season. We've won four straight games. We're very successful after a bye under Andy Reid throughout his career. Mm-hmm. And now we have three straight AFC West opponents coming up. If you want to understand the mindset behind Andy Reid, it's probably best explained by have respect for yourself, have respect for the organization, have respect for your teammates. Don't do anything to dishonor any of those three subjects. And then when it comes time to having off time or what time you're going to show up for work, don't do anything inside this building or outside this building that's going to distract your teammate from accomplishing his mission and do what he needs to do to focus and prepare. Everybody's different. Yeah. Some guys is they can play video games, some guys can play some guys can do other things. Some guys need to be in their locker studying their playbook. Some guys need to be watching film. You don't want to be a guy in the film room chatting it up in the back so the guy who's actually trying to pay, play, uh, watch the film has to turn around and say, hey, come on, guys, like, w- w- what's going on? Yeah. You don't want to be the guy, hey, hey, coach, um, you know, I, I, I need so-and-so to stop listening to his music because I'm over here going through my plays and I can't really focus on my plays. So um, it was always to have a respect for the overall productivity of the team 
allowing and understanding how your, your neighbor, your teammate, everybody has their own way, respecting that and not, net, let, net, let, not letting any of your own ambitions or your own pursuits um, affect your teammates' preparation. Or usurp the, te- the teammates' ultimate goal. Always, always. All right, we at halftime now. Players only. I see you, Big Jacks, Big T, and CJ on the phone lines. We're going to get to you in a Times Your segment, third quarter, as well as the text line. So when we come back, let's, let's get with the Times Yours guys. Let's get with our guys. <laughs> Times Yours. We'll see you in a few. This is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Halftime's over. Players Only. Barbershop in his chair. I am Damon Hughes. And we got the phone lines and the text line is open. 913-576-7610. As promised each and every week, third quarter is... Time, George. Time's your segment. We got Big Jacks, Big T, and CJ. We're going to get to you guys pretty quickly because we still got some texts to tackle as well. Big Jacks, what you got? Danny, what's up, brother? How you living? What's going on, bro? Oh, man, I'm good. Barbershop killing it as always. Oh, Big D, you my man. That's what I'm talking about, Big Jacks. No doubt. Hey, I just want to say, man, to the uh, fan that called in earlier, you know, and, and I, 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 one of the reasons I love this show because it is players only, um, and so it's always great to have you guys' perspective, you know, uh, out here and no, 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 no filter. Uh, but I think that it also can show you uh, how you, as a player, view fans in a certain way. And so I, I'll just say this: as a fan, anybody that would start a petition to bench Patrick Mahomes is not really a Chiefs fan. Amen. Either a troll or a Raiders fan or a fan of some other team who just want to see Pat on the bench. Like, nobody that knows anything about Chiefs football is trying to bench Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, at the same time, I think the fans can't be too sensitive to, uh, you know, if there's somebody out there that's representing them in that way, that could happen. Uh, but, you know, I just think it's good to understand that any real fans ain't said no crazy mess like that. And so, uh, as a player, and I know that's hard to do, uh, there are fans who truly understand what needs to be done and understand the game, and maybe not at your level, uh, but they do have an understanding. They're, they're not going to do stupid stuff like that. So that's all I want to say, man. I appreciate y'all's time, bro. Yeah, thanks a lot, Big Jacks. Totally agree. I think there are fans out there that stretch a limit. And to me, I don't know if you are part of a petition, whether during this season, earlier this season, or whatever, that to, pe- to bench Patrick Mahomes. Like, how do you even enjoy football? Because you, you have the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs so high and so low that that's what you come up with after a few games losing and a few interceptions. I just, like, there's no enjoyment. Like, I think you have to reevaluate if that's the way you can enjoy the game. But we appreciate the call. Big T, what you got, man? Hey, you guys. Hey, uh, uh, Dana and Barbershop. It's, uh, thanks for taking my call. It's good to hear a player's perspective on the bye. Uh, I like what, what you brought up, Dana, about getting your mind right. You know, we all know the physical part of the game, but you got to get your mind right. You got to see where you're at the division. You got to see where you're at, maybe getting the number one seed and then keep rolling. And then the, the ultimate goal is that Super Bowl. So I like how you bring that perspective. And what better person to do that is Andy Reid? Hell yes. But I would also like to talk a little bit about some of our fans. Uh, Dan was right. If, if it sends anybody out there, you must be the one that's that, that, that acted like that, calling for 
Andy Reid's head, uh, calling for Brett Veach, uh, saying our quarterback, you got that Nimrod from Lenexa calling in Bink show. Uh, oh, you should bring in Henny, Henny for a quarter. No, shut up. If I heard you say that and I was out in public, I'd punch you right in the mouth. The one the damn thing you could do about it. That fan, that fan is a, is a, is a charger loser or a punk ass Raider fan or a donkey fan. And, and you know, I heard the C, C dot show. You know, we got to go out and beat, beat Bronco Billy's asses. Hell yes. Because even on his show, he's talking to the, their guys out there, and they're saying regardless of what that coach does, he's going to be fired at the new, end of the year. Does anybody out there think the Broncos are going to be beat us and, and a team to move forward when they're talking like that? Oh, hell, hell no. Hell double no. Let's go out and beat Bronco Billy's ass on Sunday. And as always, let's go Chiefs. Big T, my man, coming in strong with the hell to the double note. <laughs> just don't get it twisted. It yep. wasn't just a no. It was the double note. Yep. That's when he caught my – I was I was kind of flowing with him. I liked his energy and everything. Big T, appreciate the call. Absolutely. But he said what needs to be said at the end of the day. We ain't calling for nobody's head. We know this organization is tight. They all in the same direction. They all on the same page. Whether we like it or not and whether we know what the page is, they are all moving in the same direction. They building it from the ground up every season. Just I'm stealing that. I'm stealing that tag, Big T. I'm stealing it. The choo choo. Hell to the hell the to the double no. Oh, to the double no. Hell to the double no. CJ, what's going on? Yeah, Big T, man. I love when you do that, Big T, because Big T always switch my buddies to get me riled up, man. <laughs> hell to the double no. Let's uh, we go back to when the the Broncos beat us. And Big T, much love. And you two, uh, gentlemen, uh, uh, Mr. Hughes and Mr. Shop, uh, receivers' lives matter. Let me say that. <laughs> hey, man, the last time they beat us, they actually beat us twice within three weeks mm. on, on, off a bye. Yeah. Was that the Jamal uh, Charles game? Yeah, that was the Jamal because Charles Peyton fumble. Was, uh, injured, and, uh, and they had Peyton, and, and they, they got us on the double up. And speaking of the double up, they got their rings back to back, and they got they, they, they three. We need that three, and we need that double up, that back to back. Oh yeah. So I'm just, I wanted to ask the players only. Who do y'all think is the uh, historically best team in the division? I'm so hyped up for this game. Thank you. Thanks a lot, brother. I appreciate the call. Best team in this division historically? I don't know. I mean, you got windows of time in the '90s when it was the Broncos, and the '80s when it was the Raiders, and the 2000s. You know, you can maybe say Broncos, Chiefs. Uh, yeah, if I, if I had my own line to look up who got the most championships, I guess it would just come down the rings. Who got the most world champions? I'd say who, the Raiders probably. Right, the AFC championships and stuff like that, you, get, you know, overall, you just got to look at that. But as of right now, who's got the – you know, if you ask me um, over the next decade from 21 to 31, um, where are the teams projected? There, There is no team with a greater projection than the Chiefs right now. No. And it starts and ends with Pat Mahomes and talks to Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Frank Clark. Um, hopefully, we can get Ingram here on long term, and then we got some young guns. We talked about the youth movement that Brett Veach has entered into with this uh, organization. All the young guns um, uh, that you got. So um, Ward and um, McCole Hardman, and and all the young guys they got playing. The, the Feltons of the world and offensive line as well. Yeah, the whole yep. offensive line. So this I mean it's 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 a bright future sprinkled in with some savvy vets and some extremely extremely talented offensive and defensive players. All right, let's go to line 3. CJ, what you got? 
CJ, you still there? Uh, oh, no, this is Dan. From oh, what's up, Dan? Hey, hey, uh, hey, Ben, how you doing, boy? Sean, I just got back from Salvation Army bell ring, that bell ring today at the Legends, and now I'm going to get to it now. I, be, I think the Chiefs will win by two touchdowns, but the Broncos have been talking, the players have been talking, so I think it'll be by four touchdowns. And I'd like to tell you something, Ben. Uh, what do you think is going to happen to Russell Wilson? Everybody's saying that he's going to go to the Giants, and uh, and I say that uh, he might stay with the Se- Seahawks. And, uh, do you think Pete Carroll will retire? Yeah, thanks for the call, Dan. I don't think Pete Carroll's going to retire. Um, you know, he's he's older in age, but he's probably one of the more youthful-looking coaches. And, you know, I think the egos and the successes of the past don't lend itself to guys retiring going, on, you know, out on a, on a downslope for the most part. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know what their problem is. I know, Barbershop, you talked about some of the things you saw in Russell Wilson maybe looking a little shook out there on the field and, you know, for Tyler Lockett and, you know, that great organization, John Schneider, who used to be here with the Chiefs, hopefully they can turn it around. Uh, you know, we hope the best for those guys. Jamaican Ken, what you got? What's up, fellas? I'm better you. Hey, hope what's you going a, on? Hope you had a good uh, Thanksgiving. Yes, we did. I hope you had a blessed one as well. Yeah, man, some jerk chicken was good. Mm. Hey, listen, um just want to give you know the fans a heads up that uh, November and December is to remember. That's that's how the chief always bring the swag on. So we've been in, down this road before six and ten, six and four, and so we know we're going to the Super Bowl. So if y'all ain't got y'all ticket yet, y'all better get your ticket because my home is taking us there. And just remember, as my home said, remember if you don't see a play, throw the ball away. <laughs> there you go. I like it. Jamaican Ken. That's my man. Actually, I, Jamaican Ken works out at the stadium. I get to see him every time we go out there. So we appreciate the support. Appreciate the convo when we get out there as well. We got the text line. Let's 913 from the 913. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the best team in the NFL. Tom Brady intimidates everybody. Ah, Tom Brady is the GOAT. I'll give it to him. But I'm not sure if he if that's the best team. Um We'll see. You know, that's a good thing. We'll see. They, they've had some stretches of ups and down, up and down play. So we'll see. Uh, from the 913, do you guys think D. Williams' role will go back to what it was at the beginning of the year? Barbershop? I mean, I would think that would be a good thing. I mean, Clyde Hilaire is a, uh, he's a young guy, a young butt, budding star. Um, I think before he was injured, he was coming off back-to-back games with 100-yard-plus uh, net yardage. Um, so, yeah, now that he's healthy, I would love to see him get back to that, that primary running back role. Um, and I think it lets uh, D. Williams uh, fits back into his um, um, third down, goal line carries. Um, everybody has a role to play. And I think when you talk about the um, one thing, if we look at the Chiefs team, there's been a, ma- a lot of teams in the AFC that took some bad losses. They've yeah. had some bad weeks, up and down play. Uh, it's a game of attrition. you got to be able to be healthy at the end of the season. And the way you can do that is to have – running backs by committee, to have different pages, different phases of your offense. It shouldn't have to have one receiver have double-digit targets every game just for you to win. Because we can target Kelsey, then target Hill, then use both of them as decoy and go with uh, Miko, um, and now we have um, Gordon on there, um, and then we can um, supplement a running game through the screen game and mm-hmm. inside. It's so many different ways for this offense to uh, move the ball down the field, first down, first down, then score touchdowns and field goals. It keeps everybody fresh and alive so we can finish the season strong, and I think that's what you want to do. 
Absolutely. Well, that's the end of the third quarter and the Time's Yours segment. We Time's appreciate yours. everybody calling in and texting. We may get a chance to tackle a few more texts. But in the fourth quarter, we're going to talk about this upcoming game against the Denver Broncos. Some keys to victory, what we expect to see in this game. Maybe a little bit of a recap from the bye week and what we've seen up until this bye week to get ready for this final stretch. This is Players Only with Danon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Fourth quarter, we got the four fingers in the air, players only. As we wind down this show, Barbershop, Sean Barber and I am Danon Hughes. And each and every show is brought to you by U.S. Bank. Whatever your passion, U.S. Bank can help turn it into your next pursuit. We appreciate Everybody participated in the Time's Yours segment. Time's Yours. That was great to hear from the Chiefs fans in the Chiefs kingdom. But as we wind down, Barbershop, we got a game coming up against the Donkeys. Yeah, man, let's get to it. It's the Donkeys. The Broncos, the the hated Broncos. Man, I mean, at the end of the day, man, like I said, defensively, I think they got some young playmakers. uh, um, Two young linebackers that kind of remind me of our two young linebackers, um, Young and Browning. Uh, those guys go sideline to sideline. Like they hit, they, they they get there with a purpose. Uh, but because they're young, they can sometimes guess wrong. They 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 get taken on a lot of misdirection plays. They take a lot of missteps, um, and they are exposed a lot of time in their zone coverage by a quarterback who has good eyes. Um, we have a quarterback that has some of the greatest eyes with his no look passes, being able to manipulate um, your zone drops. And that's what the Broncos, I feel like, been living on. Um, a, a very a sticky zone. Um, they call it match man technique, where they start off in a zone, and then as you flow through it, they kind of morph into a man to kind of try to confuse a quarterback. There's nothing that this defense does that Pat hasn't seen before, and we have answers to everything they've, they've been throwing at us. Um, so if you allow it to be some one-on-one type effort attitude things where it's 50-50 balls being thrown up, if you allow teams to come peanut punch the ball out and create turnovers and that kind of thing, then uh, the game is going to be a lot closer than it needs to be. But I think the reason historically, since Andy Reid has got here and gone against uh, Coach Vic um, and gone against this, this 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 Broncos defense, he's had answers for everything they've done defensively. And it usually ends up the Chiefs scoring a lot more points um, and scoring very quickly, moving up the field uh, methodically almost um, in, in scoring points. Um, so hopefully we'll see some of that. Uh, on the back end, we got to keep that safety, um, Justin Simmons, out of the mix. We got to keep uh, the young, b- budding Pat Sertain Jr. Um, no more pick sixes for him this season, especially against us, uh, since we got to face him twice. Um, but he's a young star. He's a, he's a he's a young he's a good one too, man. He's a, he's gonna be a he's gonna be a really uh, probably a thorn in the side of the Chiefs kingdom for a, a while to come. Um, he's a good corner. Um, but not taking anything away from them individually, just as a team, I don't know if they do enough collectively to come out of Arrowhead with a win. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the Chiefs are playing better football right now. A lot of question marks still with the Broncos. Teddy Bridgewater doesn't do a lot of great things, but he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they are a team. One of the stats Mitch Holtis pointed out was they've given up the most points on the first drive of the game than anybody in the NFL. So they start off slow. And to me, with our offense, if we can drive the field, score points, we're at home, keep the fans engaged, Sunday night football, 
we can force, and we've seen this, we force other quarterbacks to feel like they need to get into a shootout with Patrick Mahomes, whether they are, that's in their DNA or not. Um, and even though Teddy Bridgewater has been in this league for eight years, um, you can't help but look to the other side of the field and recognize that there's greatness on that side wearing number 15 and you need to go shot for shot with them, especially if they're moving the ball down the field. So I think it's imperative that we score early, quickly. We let them know that this is not what they thought they saw in regards to the first six or eight weeks, that we are a different team right now. Uh, I also believe that you know we have – the advantage of winning 11 straight games against this so-called rival. Mm. Um, there is not, I believe there's only one guy on this roster that played for the Denver Broncos that had won a game against the Chiefs. Um, the last time they beat the Chiefs, they have a quarterback that's already been enshrined into the uh, Hall of Fame. That's how long it's been since they've had success against the Chiefs. Uh, I feel like that's a factor. So as a player, we always said, I always said, at Arrowhead with the 12th man and that energy, I felt like when we came out of the locker room for kickoff, we were already up 7 nothing. We already had that energy. We already had that spark. And to me, when you have this kind of winning uh, efficiency against another team, especially a so-called rival, we're not up 7 nothing. We're up 10 nothing. Yeah. And now we just got to figure out how to pile on and get them outside their game. I, I kind of expect, I know you talked about it uh, with CDOT, I think they're going to try to roll the dice and put Patrick Satan Jr. against Travis Kelsey. I think, you know, they'll they'll try to mix things up to maybe confuse things or confuse Patrick or bracket and try to lean on, okay, who's going to be the other guy that could hurt us? Is it going to be McCole Hardman? Is it going to be Josh Gordon? Is it going to be D-Rob? Who's, who else? Or is it going to be the run game? So we're going to have our hands full. Make no mistake about it. This is going to be a tough, tough game. But I like our Chiefs' chances at home. I like the fact that Andy Reid has an excellent record after extended weeks of preparation and bye weeks. And I don't see how that changes this week. Chiefs win these next three games, and we are in the bird's bird seat of the AFC West, especially with the up-and-down play. We might find ourselves as a top seed or vying with it with uh, the likes of the New England Patriots and possibly the Baltimore Ravens. Chiefs Kingdom, you know who we are. We're going to do what we do. Players only going to bring it. We bring it real in your face, uh, unedited. And we ask you as fans, do the same thing. Come loud, Barbershop will be here on time next time. Julio. I might. We're out. Peace. Go Chiefs. This is Players Only with Danon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 